Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. And yes, there it is. New name, new season, season four, episode one is the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network and brought to you by our good friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Matt and Todd with you. New open. And here we are. Baseball's back. Guardians, tribe, whatever you want to call them. Most fans hate the name. Our... uh, Let's not start so negative. Yeah, uh, all right. Should I just uh, should I... get over it? If you don't like the name, tough. It's the same team. <laughs> get over it already. Wait, wait. It's the same team. Do we have a team? I didn't even know they still had a team. Got well, uniforms and everything. Yeah. Well, it, it has that feel to it, Todd. As the team is is back at spring training and opening up camp, but Zach Meisel put it best in the Athletic dot com this weekend in a, in a in a great piece. The, the buzz is at an all-time low. Uh, free agency has started. The collective bargaining agreement is done. And the Guardians have done nothing other than signing, like, Luke Maley. Maley, come on now. That doesn't, get you, that doesn't move the needle? No. No. And, and, and I'm happy baseball's back and April 7th and, you know, Cleveland and Kansas City. I'll be there. But, like, I'm not going to be there or there. I'll be watching. But... There's a lot of work that has to be done in the next few days, hopefully, that that can create a buzz. Because right now, it's uh, they almost seem like they're on life support and not doing anything about it. Well, you know, we can go in several directions here. Um, just talking about the local team, I can't. Zach Meisel's piece was great, and he's completely right. Apathy is here. There has been zero buzz, as you said, surrounding this team. With the Cavs getting better and improving, people talking about them, you know, it's still always going to be a Brownstown. And then you throw in the fact that baseball, which had zero uh, uh, room to continue to uh, shoot themselves in the foot, basically did so, had no offseason. No one was talking about it, especially in markets like Cleveland where, you know, you're fighting for everything you can and they had a name change as we all know uh, the rollout was a complete botch job um, I still haven't seen the home uniforms yet which is really funny uh, because the season's allegedly starting in less than a month and we have not seen what the home uniforms are going to look like uh, the road uniforms were leaked about two weeks ago the hats and again, this the, the the apparel part of it was MLB's but it, but, it, but it's important. It's but still it's, important. But, it's, but it is important. And the point is, you had this huge opportunity, and you and I have talked about this both on this podcast and on our texts with our executive producer Jeremy. What I don't understand. Yeah, welcome is him back. You, it, yes, welcome back. Congrats on the, that uh, eleven seed, by the way, Jeremy. That's right. You made it. Uh, so so um, the the point of this is. They botched the rollout. They didn't do anything in terms of Jose Ramirez contract extension because they couldn't, you know, you couldn't, you know, while before the lockout happened, you didn't have Bieber uh, and and Jose Ramirez at the team shop opening it up. And here, here's our two best players and here's our new gear. Nope. Everything has just been 
botched for the sign fall, you name it, it's been botched. And it's upsetting because, again, you look at the young core pitching that they have that's going to be able to keep them in every game. And you look at the fact that there's rumors surrounding the, uh, the Dolan family going to finally sell to this uh, minority owner, David Blitzer, who uh, comes from, obviously has billions of dollars. And we, and we just, there's so many questions and nothing has happened that none of us know what's going on and throw on top of the fact, and you talk about this all the time, the organization itself has always been bad at communication and transparency and what's going on. And we've heard nothing for months and months and months. And now here we are, we're in camp, and we don't even know. I mean, you and I know, but does the average fan know who's really still on this roster no. and who's not at no, this No, they point? don't. No, they don't. And, and, it, and that's, Todd, you bring up a great point. Um, you've got to tell us something. There has to be, I mean, Mar- it's March 14th, spring training is starting late, but it's up to the team to tell us something. Do I think some of the local reporters could be better that cover the team, not Zach excluded? Um, sure. You know, are, are the I don't know. Are the TV stations sending their lead sportscasters? I mean, I'm in Michigan, all right, so I'm aware that there are local sportscasters going to spring training, and yesterday all over Twitter saw them interviewing Miguel Cabrera, talking to A.J. Hinch. Have we heard from anybody yet? Has anybody said anything other than a, a little bit of a, a social media post with a letter to season ticket holders? I mean, they should be coming to us, huge Guardians fans, and kissing our asses. Hey, do you want to come to a game? Hey, do you want a T-shirt? Uh, a meet and greet, something. I mean, they're losing these people. They're losing. I mean, they're not going to lose us, but they're losing a good majority. And if you go to Zach's, and I know Twitter is not the greatest place for reactions, but even on the team Facebook page, Instagram, anything, you go and look anytime they post anything. You know, here, here's here's four pictures of Jose Ramirez working out. Hey, that's smart. I mean, that is the guy. But, like, then the 10 comments right after are, you going to sign him? Can't wait till he sign, uh, is traded to the Blue Jays. When's he going to be on the Yankees? I mean, there's narratives out there that they themselves never kill. They don't kill them. They, they, they just they go silent. And You're right. Chris Antonetti and Mark Chernoff are, are great in the front office. They're not in charge of PR. What they're in charge of is putting players on the field. And they're, I bet they're trying. But is Blitzer coming? Are we getting a boost at the payroll? Is the owner going to speak? They're, the fans are just—they're tired of asking these questions, so they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're gone. They're not interested because they know the team next door, the basketball team, is extremely transparent in what they're doing and just held the All-Star game and had a bunch of their own players playing in it. And the football team runs the city. And oh, by the way, just traded for Amari Cooper. So they look like they're all in. Well, are we all in with the Guardians? Yes or no? Tell us. Because if you're not, let us know. So we're not going to waste our time this summer. And that's sad. We have no idea where they're going. Yeah, and there's no way of knowing because they never are, are transparent. And listen, part of it I understand, like, when you're negotiating trades and whatever, and, and, and like, the the Guardians organization has always been good. Like, when a trade happens, we never hear you know, we might hear, oh, so-and-so might get moved, but, like, you go back to any of these deals, like, when they traded Clevenger, we didn't know anything. I mean, yeah, we thought maybe he'd be traded, but we didn't know that the Padres were interested and, in, like, who the take-back was. It's usually, like, all of a sudden we hear something, and then 10 minutes later it's done. 
So they're good at that, and that I respect. But the hiding of the injuries forever has been terrible. But it, even that, it's the PR portion of it and getting the fans back that is the most aggravating thing to me. Craig Lindell, waiting for next year, legend, has been on this since last uh, all season, which I totally agree with. He's a season ticket holder as well, or his, his company is. And he went and wrote an email wanting to know what was going on and how come there's a name change going on. And yet us as season ticket holders, we don't get Guardians gear, but the social media influencers are posting all this stuff all over. Hey, look, they just sent me a box of a Guardians hat and a T-shirt. And when Craig dared to ask why, they were they, the response basically was, yeah, we're going to do something nice for the season ticket holders. I'm a season ticket holder. Have I seen anything yet? Nope. They haven't done a single thing to – I mean, and I You're understand. Pay, these they are the paying customers. Me. Paying customers. Exactly. But they already have me. And I, they're probably thinking, well, we have to worry about the people that don't buy the tickets first. Take care of the people that have been giving you money. It, it, it drives me insane. Well, I, I take, care of every, take care of everybody. They do. I agree. They, you're right. They, they should. But for someone like myself and like Craig, who, who every year is back and shelling out money to them, for, for them to go and give these social media influencers all the, this stuff, and I understand why, but to just completely ignore your paying customers. And, and I've said this on Twitter a ton, and I don't remember if it was discussed last season or not, but the Cavs are so good at marketing, and they're right next door. Pick their brains. For God's sakes, this is a team that's been shit since LeBron's gone, and yet they still manage to put butts in the seats. They still manage to have people in their gear. And now that they're rising and, and building into something much better, they're taking advantage of that too. And But what what's the baseball team doing? Nothing. Sitting there with their thumbs up their asses? I mean, it's it's beyond aggravating. And, and I hate having these conversations because we should be talking about the product on the field. But guess what? We can't because we don't know who's on the fucking team no. because the team never promotes. No, they don't. And uh, when, when you've got some very, very good players uh, to great players like Jose Ramirez, like Shane Bieber, like Fran Fran Mill Reyes. Okay. Jose and Shane Bieber, that's arguably two of the top 15 players in the game, right? Yeah. Would you say that is fair? Oh, yeah. Jose's the best third baseman in the game. He's probably a, he's a top 10 player for sure. How are these guys just, like, buried? Do you see Jose Ramirez or Shane Bieber on any local commercials? You, I don't. It's like, what are they doing here? Promote your two best players. Promote Fran. You talked about, you just mentioned Fran Mill Reyes. And he's, you he's, so much, he's so much fun. He's so much Andre fun. Not says this to uh, to the nth degree. The guy's the big personality. Everyone loves him. He's a wonderful guy. How come he's not being promoted? We don't see. Do you think that Franmil Reyes, Franmil Reyes, could walk into a Cavs game or walk into a Browns game or anywhere in a crowded place? No one would know who he is. And I blame that squarely on the franchise. They never promote them. And the other thing, too, is this 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 organization also has two of the best people when it comes to faces of the franchise that aren't necessarily on the field. And Tom Hamilton, the longtime radio voice who's a legend in town, and their manager, Terry Francona. And have we heard from any either of them? I mean, 
put them on a video when they do videos, like when they when they said we you know when they introduced the team name with Tom Hanks, they are they do when they do creative stuff. It's not bad, but they don't do it enough. And so, you know, as Zach mentioned in his piece, he was going to be on with Bull and Fox. He didn't mention Bull and Fox, but I will on ninety two three the fan. Uh, last week, and those guys did a couple of segments on should we even talk about baseball, and no one called in because the care factor is so low, and there's only so much that you can consume now as a as a paying customer, as a consumer. There's social media, you got March Madness, NFL free agency, the Cavs are playing, fighting for a playoff spot, and so the the the, the Guardians are are an afterthought. The many fans dislike the G logo with the baseball; they don't like it, and there's just. Who's in charge of that? Who's stepping forward to say, listen, here's what we got. Here's here's our response. Here's where the logo is. Try this. Try that. Who's can that is that Hammy? Is that Francona? Who's who's the face? And there's nothing. And now on we, the season's starting less than a month. And like you said, and we'll get into this in a second, who's on this team? Because there are plenty of question marks. There's plenty of holes, both in the infield and in the outfield, and there's no buzz. There, but there are but there is a buzz other places. This is this is a sport that's broken, and hopefully with the shift being banned and all this other stuff and DH everywhere, that the sport will get back to you know getting popular again and and, and maybe have a good season. But as far as here in Cleveland, uh, God, look at Cleveland. But uh, you know, what do we do? What are we doing? What's the direction? What's the direction? You know, just tell here, us. Here, We're here. Here, here's an, here's another thing about the front office it's this and and the the organization itself and there's something to be said about stability and i dig the fact that they've kept these same people in place but from a marketing and pr standpoint it's the same fucking guys that were doing this in 1995 okay times have changed it's time to get somebody different and you know what maybe they're riding this all out and when blitzer takes over eventually it'll become different but do we really can we afford to wait that long we still don't know when blitzer is allegedly going to take over and what the path is which is another reason why i don't i haven't seen any you know big moves or or even linked to anything big because they probably don't know but like if we knew today david blitzer's going to take over uh in five years and each year you know whatever the, the the deal is uh, you know, he, he's, he is the minority owner right now. He owns 30% of the team. And in 2028, he will be completely in charge. If we knew that, then I would feel a little bit better. But again, there's still so much unknown going well, and, on. And, and, and Todd, and it's let, so quiet. Let me, let, me, let me jump in here for a second. The other thing is you have to do this now because you just changed the name. You just changed the brand. You're putting new signs up. It's the new team name. It's all of this rebranding. Do it all at once. Just changing the name, which ticked off a lot of people, and I'm with you. Get over it, whatever it is. It's done. They're not yeah. going to rechange it back. They're not going to spiders, whatever. But now is the time to, to get everybody to get all in. Get your gear. Here's what we're doing. There's, if, and, if, and if Dolan's selling, and I know a little bit about this because this is kind of my day job, You've got to build value. You've got to build uh, transferable value and enterprise value in your business if you want to sell it completely. Build it up, and and instead, you're right. It's 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 a lot of same old, same old off the field with some of the people that have been there. There's no fresh voice. There's no fresh ideas. What's going on? And 
Again, it's March 14th. Maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe on Tuesday morning they make some blockbuster trade or they sign a big name and it's like, hey, listen, we're up on the payroll and we're going for it. We know our division might not be uh, as bad as people think. I mean, the Tigers in Detroit feel like they're going to compete. The Twins, if they get Trevor Story, look at their lineup one through nine. It's it's deadly. And, and they're aggressive. Sonny Gray, Gio Urshela, Gary Sanchez, they just took Josh Donaldson's uh, contract off the books, and they're apparently going to spend some more. What are we doing? Jock Peterson, according to Pope Morosi? And that's not going to get that's not going to get me excited. Sorry. Listen, I like Jock Peterson, but like if Jock Peterson is your only one move, then yeah, it sucks. But if if Jock Peterson is the guy, and then you're also making, you know, you're you're doing a big, uh, uh, you know, trade with one of your 850 middle infielders to bring yourself somebody real. All right, that's one thing. Uh, but I, I don't know. And again because of the lockout and because of this everybody now has you know there are these 250 300 free agents and it's a mad, mad scramble I, I don't want to sit here and go all right we have to wait and see how this plays out because really the season starts in three weeks and even if you do make a trade this this person's got to show up and get acclimated and everything and you know it's what whatever it is I, if you want to get into the, if you want to get into the moves that they should make, I'm ready to do it. Yes. I'm ready to talk some real baseball instead of the rest of this crap. Um, but I don't know. I'm just I'm very frustrated as I know you are, and I just hope that their route is either staying quiet in the weeds with a big announcement to come, or they're doing their usual move, which is they're going to let the market come to them and there's going to be somebody out there that's going to fall into their lap because these mid-tier free agents are the ones that are going to get screwed, and that's the ones we like to look at. Well, and let me just say this, and it's uh, Matt and Todd with you, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, new name. I thought you were going to I – thought, I thought for sure that was coming out wrong. Yeah, nice well, yeah, yeah, good. Uh <laughs> On a Monday, uh, March 14th, spring training starting. I, I believe the whole team reports today. I don't know. I have not. I mean, again, it, it's like the Kremlin. Well, how would we know? Nothing's ever reported. This is like Michigan football. I mean, like, keep, submarine. Like, <laughs> can we get out the open and, you know, do a countdown clock? Be like, hey, here, you know, Tito's showing up. Jose, I mean, they, they posted a lot on Jose, so he's there. Thank goodness. Um, well, they better. Hopefully, they're posting a lot of Jose because they're getting ready to announce his contract extension. That'd be which, nice. By the way, should have been a number one on the list and done already. That would be because the longer they do not announce it, and the longer he doesn't sign all year long, all we're going to hear about is if they start slow. When are they going to trade Jose Ramirez? And then that's going to sit around and dog them all year, which is terrible PR. Might I add? Amen. Uh, before we get all into all this, BreakingT.com, if you want Cleveland gear, Cleveland sports gear, go to BreakingT.com slash dairy. That's D-E-R-Y. T-shirts galore. If you're a Cavs fan, the Cavalanche T-shirt is very popular. Browns fan with the new Miles Garrett shirt. Yes, there is a Guard the Land Guardians shirt for those of you that still remain on and care. Um, but it's just all the gear you want if you're a Browns, Cavs, or, or Guardians fan. You go to breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. I'm sure they're going to make a t-shirt today about Tom Brady and his uh, arrogant ass coming back for another year. Oh, it's and, already there, man. I saw it on their Twitter account. 
it's an orange t-shirt that says lfg because that was yeah. the end of his uh yeah that's yeah. that's um, fresh but if you're I'm but if done. you're into that I'm stuff with Tom Brady. i know i mean sunday night after march madness and he has to pull that he couldn't have waited till monday so weak it is weak but uh it's good for the sport and look he's the greatest you know he's the goat but regardless um go to breakingtea.com slash dairy get your cleveland gear there all right so as we sit right now the in i knew i'd do it the guardians right. have done we'll uh, very one. very little in free agency uh so far nick whitgren by the way shout out to him he's heading to the cardinals good guy uh, we loved cousin Nikki, and uh, unfortunately, last year it was uh, he was throwing BP. Was that your home phone ringing back there? No, that wasn't oh. me. Do you have a home phone? Is it still there? No. Oh, okay. I thought I heard something that back. That number's there. been retired. That's been um, retired. There you go. Yeah. Uh, how's Florida? Well, Nick Wickren, real quick. <laughs> I'm Nick Wickren. Let me just say one more thing. Great individual. I'm happy for him that he got a major league deal with the Cardinals. Uh, and to your point about every time the the Guardians, I almost just said the Indians, post something, the comments underneath, they posted like a thank you to Nick Wickren. Uh, tw- Yesterday, uh, tw- yeah. And like the comments were, re- oh, they need to just turn the comments off. It's just like one negative thing after another. And they, but they've done this to themselves. They really have. Yeah, I'm not a- advocating for social media trolling, and, and people are so mean on there. It, it's like it's yeah. gross, but like, still, you're right. Uh, fans are angry. It's an angry. It's an angry mob. Uh, it's a shade, shades of the early '90s outside of in the uh, in Cleveland, inside Cleveland Stadium. The uh, Bill Musco chance. Bill Musco. Yeah, that's right. The angry mob. It's vicious. It's so vicious. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so good inside bits here. Uh, so, so what are what is the team going to do? They said they're going to up payroll. At least that's reportedly happening. Uh, right now, it hasn't happened, other than some very smallish deals. But now you look up and go, all right. Well, who's going to play right field? Who's going to play left field? We know Miles Straw is going to be in center field. And by the way, now that the Twins have Gary Sanchez, might catch once in a while. Uh, Miles Straw might break the uh, stolen base record because we play Minnesota. 27 times, and that guy can't even throw the ball to second base. Uh, I digress. The single worst defensive catcher I've, I can ever – well, Sandy Leone is pretty bad, too, <laughs> by the way. Who could be our backup? PBS, <laughs> pass ball Sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good bit. Um, but where where's the team going to go? What are they going to do? Uh, John Morosi reporting yesterday via Twitter – uh, that the uh, Guardians are interested in Jock Peterson, uh, he of the pearl necklace last year during the uh, playoffs and wore it around his neck. And he's a fun guy, but to me, he's a platoon player, so he might be perfect for Tito Ball. Uh, but what about a yeah. what, what are what about some other names? I mean, should they be trading for Austin Meadows with the Rays? Um, should they be signing World Series MVP Jorge Soler? There's no, you know, Michael Conforto. Uh, Rosario was World Series MVP, I think. No, I think Soler was. Wasn't he? I thought it was Eddie Rosario. I thought Jorge Soler was the MVP. Indian legend, Eddie Rosario. Let me me see something. I will Google that. I think Jorge Soler won World Series MVP, but Rosario was huge for them. Do you know who, uh, uh, well, there's there's two main guys. He was NLCS MVP, Eddie Rosario. See? Yeah, there you go. Yes. All right, my bad. I screwed up. I just, you know what? It sounded better because he basically dogged it here for 
you know, however long he was here and he was an average at best player. And then he decided to show up. Yes, it was Jorge Soler. I, I apologize. I was wrong. Well, the guy there, there's the, the two guys that you and I have talked about the most, one being Austin Meadows, the other one. And we were on the tech, the text this morning and the other guy I couldn't remember. The other white guy was Jesse Winker. Oh, he's, he's a stud. The, oh, you know, the Reds are cleaning no. house. Go get him. That's what I'm saying. You got that's the thing. You got to go now and look at these teams that are ready to clean house. The the Reds look like they are just ready to quit and take it all the well, way down. Their, their own their owner basically was voting against everything. I mean, he he. You know what? Good for him. Why didn't our fucking owner vote against everything? Like the fact that now the 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 uh, luxury tax um, line has been raised and. All you do is every big name free agent. This is all you hear. Oh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, it's Braves, Dodgers. It's Braves, Dodgers, Yankees. Uh, it's Red Sox, Giants, and uh, you know it's the same teams which who can now bid more. <laughs> and nothing has helped the small markets. I mean, I don't want to go into that topic now. No, no, the neither do I. Small market owners did nothing to help themselves except for line their own pockets. That's it. But they're not going to put more money into their own teams. I mean, come on. Who who are we kidding here? This is Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast. On Ohio vs. the World, we'll travel back in time with the authors, historians, and even witnesses to visit the most exciting, consequential, and too often overlooked topics that have shaped America's history. There seems to be an Ohio connection to so many important moments. When you said uh, Ohio versus the world, we did some damage. So join us and we'll take a deep dive to enlighten, educate, and entertain you as Ohio vs. the World makes history fun again. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Well, this is a front office that has shown creativity in the past, and I have faith that uh, Chernanetti will will do something uh, meaningful when it comes to a trade because this team cannot, you can't sell me on, oh, Josh Naylor's healthy. You can't sell me on that. He's a first baseman. I don't want to see him in the outfield again. So maybe he does look good and he's swinging the bat well and the hair is flowing. I like Josh. Maybe he's your first baseman, but they've got to go out and yeah. trade for or sign a big league right fielder. They have to. If we are serious about winning right now with this window of these 
young, controllable, cheap starting pitchers. You've got to have more in that lineup. Is the window closing? Two one six five seven eight. But you, you just you can't go. I, I can't. If I have to see Oscar Mercado and Bradley Zimmer on the regular again, oh I'm hell no! Oh hell no! Fucking hair out. I saw I mean, Daniel I, Johnson taking BP the other day. He's still on the team. Yeah, no one wanted him. They they designated him for assignment. He went unclaimed. Oh, good God! You know, I don't know why because he's not good, and 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 neither is uh, neither is I, here. I don't want to get into the Bradley Zimmer conversation again. It's a waste. But if he's the fifth outfielder, I can live with it. But I don't I don't want him playing every day. I can't do that. So no. go out and get yourself Jesse Winker. Get you maybe you go to the Blue Jays for Loris Gurriel. Uh, um, or Austin Meadows from Tampa. Uh, I know Brian Reynolds from the Pirates would be a perfect ad, but I don't see how they would trade him now. I mean, I I don't. He's that just wouldn't make sense to me. But Jorge Soler, there's another guy, a big you know big platoon bat you could add. When he's be, so bad know, in the outfield. He's so bad defensively. Well, so well, bad. Ron Miel, Ron Miel could play some right field every once in a while, couldn't he? Why not? Yeah, but not every day. So you move, so you move them around, you know. Um, well, you know, Conforto, Conforto to me looks like the fit. Yes, Michael. Conforto. But again, I think they're sitting as 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 Chris and Mark do. I think they're sitting and uh, or Mike, excuse me, Mark is his father. If Chris, Chris Antonetti might turn off to me. Or you're right, kind of laying in the weeds a bit Waiting for these prices to come down or see. I mean, Conforto is a Scott Boris guy. I just, you know, Scott's probably sitting there. Nope. We're taking four years and that's it. And look, in all honesty, none of these guys, I mean, Correa, Story, Freeman, Castellanos, Bryant, Conforto, Schwarber, Rizzo, they're all still out there. I mean, everyone's like, Oh, Oh, baseball got a deal. Oh, it's going to be a frenzy of moves. Uh, these owners are still doing what they do. They're sitting there. Yep. But, but you have to Let feel the team. Get nervous. You have to yeah. feel the team. I mean, we cannot go into the season with this outfield. It's impossible. You can't. You can't sell that to me. You can't. You can't sell that to anybody. If you can't sell it to us, you certainly can't sell it to the average fan. It's 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 to me, it's pretty simple. You have to make some sort of a big deal to get yourself a real corner outfielder. And you have to sign Jose Ramirez to an extension. You want you want to excite the fan base. You give Jose Ramirez a lifetime contract, and you make a big splash trade to get yourself a big name and put it in the outfield. We have we finally are at the point where our farm system is back near the top, and you're loaded with middle infield guys. Who all of these guys? You load up. You party. Yeah. They're, 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 that's the thing. You have so many guys, and there's only so many spots for them to play. I mean, even in AAA, like, you can't have Arias and uh, uh, Ernie Clement and uh, Tyler Freeman and Nolan Jones. All these guys, you know, Nolan Jones plays in the corner, but you, you, you know what I'm And Ro- Rokio's moving fast. I mean, you're, and, running, you're running out of and, spots. And Andres, and Andres Jimenez. And there's... And, and 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 Ahmed Rosario, all these guys on the major league and triple A level, there's only so many spots for them to play. And so, and I also don't think like you know part of them what they did last year was they were playing Arias one couple days at short, then they move him to second, then they move him to third. Is that really that smart for development? I, I don't know. Like 
I understand the versatility part, and you want these guys to be. But like, if a guy's a, a, a really good shortstop and shortstop's his main position, shouldn't he just play shortstop every day? Or, or am I crazy? Well, I've been saying it for two years that Ahmed Rosario should not be at shortstop, but I can guarantee you today when they have some still shots or someone's, you know, Jason Lloyd's phone video or Mandy Bell or whomever, that that Ahmed Rosario is going to be sitting right there at shortstop. To me, he should have been shagging fly balls in left field all winter. But nobody listens to me. Of course. We've we've been saying saying it since the beginning of last spring that he should have been uh, taken uh, playing corner outfield. But... Obviously, they won. I don't know. You know, maybe he's the guy you trade. That's the other thing. We we don't know. We just don't know. Um, they're not trading. Ahmed. They're not trading Ahmed Rosario. No way. But I'm I'm saying uh, Andres Jimenez is a natural shortstop. His glove is a thousand times better than Ahmed Rosario's. Yet Ahmed's playing short, and Andres Jimenez is probably going to be the starter at second base. Right? I mean, does that make sense to you? That's what I think it'll be. It's not my first but choice. Who knows? That's the thing. We don't know. Nobody knows anything. That's what's so <laughs> aggravating. We're going to end up with Tommy Pham on a one-year deal. Lock and load. I just have a feeling. I love Tommy Pham. You do? Four years ago, I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. I loved him four years ago. Are we. He's 34, 35 at this point. I'm just throwing it out I there. I, I think Jock Peterson's also, you know, the Morosi thing. I know there are some tribe fans that will take that with a grain of salt. Guardians fans, Lions I fans. Could, uh, but uh, I it's could, I could live. I'll tell you what. I could live with a platoon of Jock Peterson and, and uh, Tommy Pham in the corner. Sure, I could. Well, I mean that's right up Why there not? with Delucci and Michaels. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's better. I mean, is that what we're going to do? Is tie is sign two guys near the bottom of the list for for on the cheap? Or are we going to actually – I'm not saying go get Castellanos. I mean, I would love it. I've been saying oh, it man. forever. All day long. But, uh, you know, I just – I don't think it's realistic. I don't – you know. But, again, we don't know. We're sitting here doing a, a, a podcast on the team, and we're pretty knowledgeable and watch every game. And you go to every, you go to pretty much every home game. And it's like, what are we doing? And it's, and it's March 14th, and we still – and we don't know. Right. And it's not like they didn't have time. Don't tell me there weren't discussions during the lockout where everybody was sitting right, in a room on, together. Right. Let's not be so naive here. Right. Nothing really changed other than a, a few numbers, you know, pushed in the positive direction for the owners. I mean, I still think if I and, and I don't want to dive into this and we don't have time, but I still think the owners won <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. I mean, they yeah, we're, win. we're getting rid. They we're getting rid of the shift. Win. Thank God they're getting rid of the shift, which is good. And I'm, it's, it's not. Tw- by the way, for twenty for twenty twenty three, none of these and the bigger bases; those are coming next year. Oh, that's right, year. right. But this yeah. year, um, the we twelve the universal DH. Thank God. And twelve team only ball, baby. Woo-hoo. Oh, we Please back. Get the DH only. Uh, we back. Um, and twenty twenty two also just twelve playoff teams, not this fourteen, which would have been ridiculous. Thank God, fourteen would have been horrible for the sport. This isn't the NHL. Have a little, you know. I, I mean, this is where it is right now. I mean, I do think if we can spin some positivity here, thirty-three minutes and thirty-eight seconds in, I do think that because of this staff of Bieber, Savali, Plesac, McKenzie, and Cal Quantrill, this team can win a lot of games. They can. There's real debt. That's still where you win. 
And that's my whole point. That's why they have to make some moves. Your payroll is forty four is it is it like forty five million right now? Oh my God. That's so embarrassing. The way, the way baseball is constructed right now, no team should have they, this is another thing that aggravated me. Why didn't they come up with a salary floor? They should have made it be a hundred million dollar salary floor. You should never be able to have a payroll less than a hundred million dollars. Owners would never have agreed to that. But why? Because they spend too much money. The big market owners don't give a shit and shouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Everything's catered to the eight teams that can spend. And the rest of these guys all fall on the line because they get that revenue sharing on the back end. It's a joke. But I, I don't, I, again, I didn't mean to go back into that. No, but, I, but I'm just saying make, with, with our. They gotta make moves around the starting rotation that you just talked about. Right. They have to do it. And see, that's the thing is like everybody's high on the Twins right now for the moves that they've made. And but are they really? Well, they I think I think right now at least they were terrible last year, and Baldelli got fired. Um, he got fired, right? Who's their manager now? Wait a minute. Um, I don't know. Is he sure he got fired? I think he did, okay. didn't he? See, here's what's so ridiculous about this. Kind of stuff <laughs> didn't he get fired? I thought he did. And right now, I don't think he got fired. I don't remember. Is that. he still their manager? I, I thought fired. he was canned. Yeah, he's he's still there. He's still their manager. Is he? Oh, I thought he got <laughs> I think fired. He just wanted him fired. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad he's in there. the year, like two years ago. There's no way. But you look <laughs> at that lineup. <laughs> Thank God I didn't know. Thank God that didn't happen and I just wasn't aware of it. I, man, my apologies. That's on me. But you look at their lineup with Arise and Sano and Kepler and Buxton and if they get Trevor Story and Urshela and Sanchez, if he's just going to DH, can hit. You know, in our lineup, that's for sure. Right, but their staff is still a very, very questionable starting staff. You know, in Detroit, it's like, oh, Torkelson's coming, Riley Green, wee. You know, two they're... top five class prospects in baseball. Right, right, yeah. but their lineup actually isn't bad. Their lineup actually isn't bad uh, with Javi Baez and Candelario and stuff. But they're pitching same thing. They don't have what we have. Our staff is really good. That that, that front five is excellent. So. Now what? <laughs> you got got to build on it. There's got to be corner outfield help. There's got to be uh, you got to address second base and figure it out. Uh, the bullpen, same thing. Got to add a couple more. Out, bullpen, they have they have to add pieces. They don't have enough. They just don't. <laughs> you need more arms. And you know we we do this every year though. With they always end up unearthing someone or several. You know, or two or three guys. Hey, where's, are, don't where's you think Brian, Brian Shaw? Coming back? Right, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> say, you don't think Brian Shaw's coming back? You people are fooling yourselves. He, he will 100% be back on this team at some point. Oh, I'm, I'm going to guarantee. Here, I'm going to put my. I'm going to say this. Today is the 14th. I'm going to say by next Monday, Brian Shaw will be on this team. Is what do you think of that? By a week from today. Um, yeah, I would well, actually, yeah, look, how about this? We'll give I'd it say earlier than that. I'd say earlier than that, like on a minor league deal, same thing, you know, and he'll be pitching in the seventh, a hundred percent. Here you go. That I'm first just lead that, that first game that we take that first lead, you know, Tito's going right to him in the seventh and it's going to fucking aggravate everybody. Oh man. <laughs> Nothing, I not a lot of changes. I don't care. Fuck him. I love that guy. Bring him back. You are just swearing nonstop this morning. You're a shot out of a cannon. What are you talking about? I only swore twice, and it was just in that sense. No, that's more. It's more than twice. Um, no, no, at no. Uh, oh, yeah, you know You're probably right. At, at covering the corner. At cover the corner on Twitter. Uh, 
Josh Naylor's impressive BP sessions are an encouraging sign. See? Yeah. Come on. That's, everybody that's... can get excited about batting practice. <laughs> I am rooting for Josh. I am rooting for that kid. He seems like a lot of fun and a good yeah, te- a good teammate. He might yeah, win the he'll pro- he'll probably win the first better. base job. Yeah. He'll probably win the first base job. What about your boy Bobby Bombs? You don't think he you don't Wore think the, I got the shirt on right now as we speak. They, that's what I'm saying. Come on. No, I think he's I think he's gone. I don't think Naylor I don't think Naylor is gonna start with the big club. I think that they're gonna give him a little extended rehab. You know, he'll start on the uh Yeah. You know, because he's got he's gonna have to play in some games in triple A and work his way back. I mean you the guy mangled his leg beyond that's true last year true. and he's got to get back i wouldn't have him on the opening day roster I, I wouldn't but that's just me but what do i know? all right we got to wrap this up uh it's first this for another two hours first pot in the books let's see <laughs> what happens know, let's see what happens i'm hoping for a big move so you and i can do an emergency dairy brothers guardians cast podcast Courtesy of the Evergreen Podcast Network and WaitingForNextYear.com. Right. Let's 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 uh, let's hope that we do a uh, blockbuster trade emergency podcast, and then uh, while talking about uh, my number one seeded Kansas Jayhawks kicking some ass on Thursday or something. Hey, it's exciting! It's a great time of year. It's my favorite time of year, and uh, what a job Bill Self did this year. Because that's not a great, that's not a classic Kansas team, yet you're a one seed. That's pretty impressive. All I ever hear about is how, oh, we don't have usual Kansas talent. But the guys won nine Big 12 conference tournaments and 16 Big 12 titles in 19 years. Not bad. And nine number one seeds, by the way, in the last 19 years. Yeah, but did he play his two sons all season? That's the question. <laughs> You know, when Tyler Self was on the team, he was a walk-on. He wasn't a featured player like Buddy and Jimmy. Uh, can't wait for next and, uh, year. Waiting for next year, uh, uh, Syracuse edition. All right, uh, that'll do it for us, Matt and Todd Derry. Uh, you, you'll hear in the open, uh, Todd, when you listen back, that our Twitter handles are in the are in the show open. So that's how people can... Did you can... check the Twitter handle to make sure that it was correct before you did that? TD Guardians KU, I did. Oh, that one. Okay, I was talking about the show pod. Oh, the no, show, I, I... The show Twitter. I didn't mention that. I should have done that. Well, that's okay. But... Uh, we may we could fix it. It's still March. We there's plenty that we can fix. We can re-edit. We can do all sorts of things. But uh, do you think that you and I will make more moves to the podcast open than the Guardians will make uh, in general to the team in the next week? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I, me too. But uh, all right, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, checking us out right here at WaitingForNextYear.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd will be back hopefully soon or at least next week, to discuss what is going on with your Cleveland Guardians. The sign uh, will not has not fallen yet from the team shop, and we're uh, out of room and out of here. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! <laughs> 